okay, I know. Bible study is boring. It can be challenging. It can just be downright obscure. And sometimes we can feel lost when we're studying our Bible. And this is something that we need to talk about. And it's very important. This is a call to action. And we need to get into it today on why we need to do a better job with studying our Bible and how we can do it super effectively and extremely easily. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the show today, everyone. My name is Emily. I'm a certified Christian life coach, and I am the host of the Thoughtful Podcast, which you are listening to right now. I'm a mom of three. I'm a wife. I'm a business owner. I'm very busy, and Bible study can be a linchpin. I'm not here to cast judgment. I'm not here to make you feel bad. I am here to give you the tools that sometimes I don't implement and use but that make it very easy to Bible study and why it's so important that we study our Bible. First of all, there is a lot of vitriol against believers, against Christians. That is something I don't even need to explain. There is a lot of persecution against our beliefs and what society wants to tell us is important. We're not the first Christians to be persecuted against. We're certainly not the Christians that are being the most persecuted against. And I'm speaking from an American perspective where you may be watching this. People suffer gravely for their faith in God. And that is why it is so important that we study our scripture. And that is why this is a call to action to have bold faith and implement having our faith every day and learning about our faith. I want to share a very startling statistic with you. When John Plake, the lead researcher of the American Bible Society, was interviewed about their recent findings, this is what he had to say. What we discovered was startling, disheartening, and disruptive. We reviewed our calculations, we double-checked our math, and ran the numbers again and again. What he is reverencing is that in 2021, about 50% of Americans said that they read their Bible on their own at least three to four times a year. Three to four times a year, y'all. I'm assuming this is outside of church because at church you're probably falling with your finger or at least listening to your pastor. But a lot of people don't even attend church anymore, which is another statistic. Church attendance has dropped dramatically, especially after COVID. So that percentage, 50% reading their Bible three to four times a year, has stayed pretty steady since 2011. But in 2022, it dropped another 11 points. Now only 39% say they read their Bible multiple times a year. It's the steepest and sharpest decline on record. The data said roughly 26 million people had mostly or completely stopped reading their Bible this last year. So mostly are completely stopped reading the Bible in the last year. This was in 2022. According to the American Bible Society, a mere 32% of Americans read their Bible daily. 32% are reading their Bible daily. This lack of biblical literacy leads to a very superficial understanding of faith and often is confined to just their routine church attendance. Yet as Christians, we are called to a deeper commitment. We are called to a deeper commitment to God. There are So many religions I can think of right now where the priority of those who believe in that religion, that is their single most important priority in life. 
they literally orient their entire day, their entire existence to their religion. And what does that say about us if barely anyone is even reading their Bible? That is wild to me. In the circuit, certain circumstance that we're in right now where everything feels like it's against us, everyone wants to have divisiveness and conflict, and there's not a lot of resolution going on. Number one, Christians, who's better to help resolve conflict than Christian? Our God, the God, is love. We need more Christians being the love and emanating the love and sharing the love. For goodness sakes, I feel like I'm singing a Christmas carol or something. But honestly, what are we doing? If we're not reading scripture, we are not understanding what we even believe. And this is why it's so imperative that we get into the work. And I feel like it's a challenge for most people because reading the Bible can be challenging. And that's what I want to get into today because it doesn't have to be. And I just want to give you some of my tricks of the trade, I guess, of studying scripture and what you could do to implement it into your day, into your habit, and into your lifestyle, no matter what lifestyle, what level of stress or busyness that you're under, which that's the subject for another episode. But I just want you to feel encouraged to take up the challenge of instilling a new habit. Because anytime you're doing something that's not your normal, it's going to be hard to implement. It's going to feel like a an abrasion. It's not comfortable. It takes getting used to. There's going to be days that you don't and you can't do it. But the reality is we have to make this a priority. It is necessary, especially if you have children or desire to have children one day. Our legacy is the way that we connect with people. It's not anything material that we leave. No one cares about what you're leaving physically on this earth, but what you can give to them, the wisdom that you gain from having been here and having gone through life is what you impart to those that are left. And my children is like the single most important thing to me is to impart my faith to my children and help them to understand what it is that I believe. And how can I do that if I'm not reading scripture and I don't even know? How can I engage in constructive conversation in figuring out resolutions for all the struggle and strife that we're facing right now as a society if I can't even stand in the boldness of the truth that I know of who God says he is and what he says in his word? So we're going to get into this. I'm going to give you a few beginner tips to getting the Bible in your mind, in your heart, in your hands every single day. And I hope I've made it clear why this is so important. It's going to change your life. Being in the word will change your life. I can stand on that truth with full conviction. If you read your Bible every day, your life is going to dramatically change. Dramatically. Can I make it any more clear? Dramatically. And I've seen this firsthand with the coaching clients that I've had and in my own life, of course. The word of God is living. It is the living word of God. It is life. It is life giving. It is life changing. It's life altering. It's all the things. And you need to have it in your life, just like the air that you breathe. Okay. First tip for a Bible study is a structured Bible plan. What do I mean by this? Like a reading plan. You hear a Bible, read the Bible in a year, read the Bible in two years, read a book of the Bible a month. There are so many um, monikers and things that come up, especially at this time of year with the new year, new resolutions. There are a ton of free reading, Bible reading plans that you can download and print off. There's a bazillion of them and apps for the same thing. I have done a lot of them. I will say I have a hard time completing them if they're not super simple. 
I used to fall into the cycle of doing an Old Testament passage, New Testament passage, a proverb, and a psalm every day. And there's plans for that. And you can set it. There's so many plans that you can set at your pace. If you want to read the Bible in a year, if you want to read the Bible in two years, five years, there's so many different paces that you can go at. What I didn't like about the plan I just mentioned is it's like constantly flipping back and forth on our reading. And that gets very distracting. This year, I've committed to finishing or going through this reading plan, which I've had and didn't complete. And it's basically reading the Bible from cover to cover, like in sequential order. And this one in particular, which I love, I'll put the link to that below. But basically, this one is the New Living Translation, which I admit is the first time I'm reading this translation. I tend to gravitate to the ESV and the CSB. We'll talk about translations in a minute. But this one I've enjoyed. And this one in particular, I like because each day it's numbered at the top. And then it gives you a brief synopsis of the context, again, of what you're reading, a recap from the day before, and some things to think about for what you're about to read. I love that. I love getting in like this right frame of mind before I approach God and before I come to scripture and read it because context is everything and your mindset changes your whole perspective of what you're gleaning and what you're absorbing from what you're reading. This one I've been loving and it's just, it's literally going from cover to cover. I'm in Exodus right now. I absolutely am just loving it. And there's so much nuance that I am gaining from reading this way and making so many connections from other things. Like for instance, Moses he is born from the tribe, the Levite tribe, which is from Levi, who's the son of Jacob, one of the 12 sons of Jacob. And on Jacob's deathbed, he calls all the sons in. He's blessing them, basically giving them as a snapshot of what their life is going to be like. The blessing. And in this case, Levi and Simeon, it almost sounds like a curse. But basically, Jacob talks about how they are both full of anger, quick to acting on their anger. They're raging. And they, he even uses the word murder. They are murderous. And I find that interesting because we know what Moses did. He saw something. He quickly acted on it in anger and changed the course of his life. So is that like a gene, like a murder gene? I don't know. Also, I'm not even sure what I have to be careful of saying. I know some of you are listening to the audio version, so I'm not worried about that. But on YouTube, I guess I have to be careful of certain words. I don't know if certain words are triggers or not. Anyway, most of you know what Moses did. But just having that like little nuance on my brain, like that kind of changes how I think about that story, right? It just changes a little bit. It just shows all these connections that are just wild in the Bible. There's so many nuanced connections like that because a lot of the Bible is foreshadowing what is to come. And watch Jesus, but it's just interesting. Anyway, I've been enjoying it and it's been something I easily can stick to because I just open it and I read that passage for the day. There's no flipping back and forth. After having kids, my brain is all over the place. So being able to not have to get distracted easily is a big one. And that's what I want to encourage you guys, encourage you all in having set apart time and establishing reading your Bible as a habit. This is part of beginner to Bible study 101. You need to make it a habit. And one thing as a Christian life coach, I could talk about this for hours, but one thing is habit stacking that has been proven to help people establish new routines. So if you're already doing something, try to add something to what you're already doing because you've clearly made a place in that for your day. If you always brush your teeth, which I'm sure you do, I'm sure you brush your teeth, brush your hair, and you're in your bathroom, and sometimes people are listening to music, but you can easily download a Bible app that has a reading plan and hit go, and it will audibly talk to you. The Bible app is a free one that does exactly this. It will literally 
audibly read the Bible to you in passages. So you can have that plane. Hey, it's good to physically read the Bible and hold it in your hand. But if you can't, audibly listening to it is great too. So you're habit stacking. You're already getting ready for your day. Just add listening to the Bible to it. That's a great way to get feed your soul, feed the word of God into your life and in your heart. And you're going to see so much fruit and harvest from that. Another way to master this art of Bible studying is to paraphrase slash journal. So what I mean by this is it's great if you can have a moment to reflect on what you just heard or read and journal it and paraphrase it in your words. That makes you have a context to it that relates to you and that you can understand better. Sometimes when we read scripture, we have to read it three, four, five, maybe 10 times. It feels like it's like going like this and you have no idea. That can be very discouraging and make you feel like, oh, I just don't want to keep reading this. I, I don't have enough brain cells to comprehend what I'm reading. And even if you have a question about something, write the question down because you can research that. It helps you to be in prayer over that as well. Like, God, I'm not really sure what you're saying right here. I need help discerning this. The Holy Spirit is dwelling within us. He wants to help us answer those questions. So work on journaling while you're reading your Bible or have a time in your day where you reflect on your day and you write about things that you read and you have that journal time because it helps you paraphrase what you read, which helps it stick to your mind and your heart better. And it gives you an opportunity to pray over that, do some more digging. And one great way to help you paraphrase something is to read different translations. There are many iterations and translations of the Bible. You do want to be understanding of where that translation came from. In every translation at the beginning, it tells you this was our process. This is how we came about this translation. Read that and understand it for yourself if you feel comfortable or not. I do not read the message. Don't feel comfortable with that translation. That's my preference. But there are translations that have a whole methodology to how they are translating scripture. And that's important. But apps like the Bible app, you can easily tap at the top, toggle to different translations. So King James Version, it can feel weird to read it. The syntax is off. The English feels odd to us. And sometimes we just can't make the connection. And it can be frustrating. Just toggle to a different translation. The Bible app is free, so you don't even have to invest in physical copies. My favorite are the ESV, and I've been enjoying the CSV as well. NIV was one that I read when I was in high school, but having different translations really helps you paraphrase. Another trick is to get a Bible that has study notes. This one, I was very excited when it came out. Look how thick this thing is. You can see how the scripture whoop, is in the middle, but there are so many notes around the sides and on the bottom. Like it's full of notes. And basically that's commentary that is references to other scriptures in the Bible that can help bring context to what you're reading or explain what it's talking about. Sometimes you'll read something and you're like, what is this? And usually it's a reference or a metaphor to something that's been mentioned elsewhere in the Bible. So having those notes and those footnotes is very helpful to understanding what you're reading, the context of it, and get a good study Bible or get a commentary or download the app. Just download an app that has all that stuff. What a beautiful age we live in where we have apps for everything. <laughs> Not being afraid of your questions is a big one and being able to paraphrase in your own words what it means to you and do a little digging. Don't be afraid to do digging and figuring it out. The other thing about Bible study is what I just mentioned. Context, context. There are so many times that scripture is taken out of context, meaning a pastor will apply it in a way that is not biblical, quite frankly. And there's a lot of pastors out there with huge congregations making lots and lots of money 
And they're preaching a gospel that's not the gospel because they're taking the context of God's word out, taking out of context with God is saying and putting their spin on it. So we want to make sure that we know the history of what we're reading, the, what's going on with the people that we're reading about in scripture, what historically is happening to them, what type of life are they living right now? When Paul is writing to the Corinthians and the Ephesians, there's a history of what is going on. And you can look that up. You can research what is happening at that time. There's so many great resources for that type of information. So if you're a little confused about where is this jumping in at, those commentaries are going to help you. And if you know the context, what you read next is going to make so much more sense. And it does, it's not enough to just read a verse and be like, okay, I read the Bible. You have to read the context. You have to know what's going around that verse to understand what is happening and how to apply it to your knowledge base. Untruth, not real wisdom is not going to help you. It's not going to gain you any traction in your relationship with Christ or in life. So we need to fully get a grip on what it is that we are learning. Another Bible tip is to have memorization as something that you do. Memorizing a scripture, writing on your heart, having a way to just have a recall of verses. I love talking to people who are good at this and who can literally recall passages and verses that speak to what we may be talking about. There's a few people in my life that are so good at this, and it just is a testament to how they know the Bible. And I've always admired that and have wanted to emulate that. And I'm working hard at trying that because when I'm talking off off the cuff with friends, with my kids, especially helping them navigate things, I want to speak truth to them. And ultimate truth comes from scripture. To be able to recall specific passages, stories, verses from scripture that relates to what we're talking about is so life-giving. And every time I talk to those people in my life that do this, it come away with so much more wisdom, so much more energy and understanding and joy in my heart. You ran a marathon and drank a bunch of water and you feel like, man, whew, I feel, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling refreshed. I'm feeling back. I want to be able to give that to myself and give that to those that I encounter. That is what is going to help our situation as a society so much is when we as believers are speaking the truth, when we are engaging in conversations and situations with the truth written on our heart, written on our mind, and it comes out of our mouth. There is nothing that can stop God's word, his love, and his truth. It is the biggest and best defense to anything we're dealing with in life. And I just want to implore you to be able to do this. You have to take the time, pick a verse, memorize it for a week, write it on a post-it note, stick it on your window, in your car, on your mirror, whatever it might be that you are going to see every day, make it a habit to do that. And I'm telling you right now, it is astonishing what that does for you. I have an earlier episode all about meditation. God speaks to meditation frequently in the Bible. And this is not the meditation we think of. This is meditating on God's word, having his word, his truth, written on your heart, written on your mind that you can easily recall. This is memorization and having the ability to speak his truth in your prayers. You will be astonished at what comes from that and the joy and contentment and fulfillment that is fully available to you. So many people are searching for that and it's right here in front of us in God's word and in our relationship with him. So having his word written on our heart and on our soul, constantly giving us the nourishment that we need in, in the face of any circumstance is what is going to make you live the life that you've been dreaming to live. 
and that's in communion with the Lord. So memorization is a huge Bible study tip. And there are, again, so many resources to doing that. I'll link some below that I like to use to help me with that part. Okay, the last thing I want to mention on getting a unshakable faith and working on it daily is to find your community, whether it is physical, which I would encourage physical is best. So going to church, locking in with a study group, being in communion with your friends, getting together to talk about the Lord should be a major priority. If you can't take that step, for whatever reason. Obviously, there are so many online communities that you can be involved in. Hi, the Bold Life community is here too. That's what I like to call my community because my coaching membership that's going to be launching soon and the place that houses courses I've already made is called the Bold Life Academy. So I'm all about living a bold life by having bold faith and living with bold intention, meaning we are intentional about the things that we're doing because we have one life to live. And so I'm a community resource and there's plenty of others. Obviously, I would love for you to join mine and plugging my free community group over on Facebook that you can get into. So you can find the link to that in the show notes as well. But I just want to say community is what our hearts were built for. No man is meant to be alone. And that is directly from the Lord. The Lord saw that it was not good for Adam to be alone. He made Eve and we're meant to do life not in isolation. So COVID really put a damper on people. I feel like people feel because they survived through that, they don't really need to go back to church or they don't really need to get involved in a D group like they did just fine. But I think we can see the outcome of that and understand that we are not where we need to be in response to being a part of our community and what that does for our souls, ourselves, and God's kingdom, the world at large. So community is a huge piece to studying your Bible. It really, truly is. And I want to encourage you to jump in. Quit feeling like you don't have time. Quit feeling like you just don't vibe with people or it's too challenging to figure it out. I mean, nothing is permanent. Give it a try. Pivot if needed and keep it moving. Our highest calling is to love God and love our neighbor. How are you loving your neighbor? if you can't even get outside of yourself. I just want to encourage you in that respect. Embracing this journey of biblical discovery is not merely adding a task to daily life. It's about engaging in a transformative process. Envision a community where believers are deeply rooted in scripture, embodying Jesus's teachings with authenticity and boldness. We are called not to be churchgoers, but active, knowledgeable members of Christ's body. What better time than now? Have you kept up with what is happening in our country and in our world, in the community right around you? Some say that there is this great awakening happening, and I don't doubt that. I can see that. What are you doing to be a part of that? And how are you engaging in the way that you say you believe in what you're doing? I just know that if you claim God, if you claim to know him and to love him, you should be living emboldened in your faith and not afraid. You need to be assured in what you say you believe so that you can go and live this life to the fullest. Give it all you've got. We weren't called to rest. We weren't called to be comfortable. We were called to do the thing, to really live this life. It's easy to be complacent and it's easy to be comfortable. It's a lot more fulfilling to be active, to be engaged. When we know what God says, we have no fear to say 
what we know is actual truth. This is an invitation to revolutionize your spiritual journey. Share this message, ignite a passion, and subscribe for more soul-nourishing content. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, Romans 12, 2. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, hit the notification button so you're notified every time a new episode is released, and make sure that you are a part of our Bold Life community. Hey there, Bold listeners, just a quick break to share three things with you. First up, if you've got a question or a situation, dive into our Dear Emily segment. Submit your stories or dilemmas anonymously, and I'll tackle them with heartfelt advice and encouragement from a Christian life coaching perspective. Just head over to the submission link below or in the show notes if you're listening on your favorite podcast and let your voice be heard confidentially. Next, jump into our vibrant community at boldpearls.com forward slash insiders. It's our free Facebook community group where inspiration, support, and fellowship are just a click away. Be a part of our Bold Life family where faith and connection thrive. And last, don't miss out on our newly launched Substack channel. It's the new hub for exclusive Bold Life content and discussions. By subscribing, you're not only getting extra goodies and content to help you, but also supporting the show. I really do appreciate it. So remember, Dear Emily submissions, join the Facebook group and check out our Substack channel. Three ways to enhance your bold life experience. That's it for now. 